Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the Living Large and Hard Barbershop Quartet. It's time for Living Large and Hard. For Living Large and Hard. It's time for Living Large and Hi, welcome to Living Large and Hard. Welcome back. If you've been here before, welcome the first time. If this is indeed the first time, hopefully it won't be the last. Let me know what you think. There is a Facebook page, Living Large and Hard. There is also an Instagram account, but really doesn't have anything to do with the podcast. So you can get to me through those things. If you listen on any podcast platform, that's where you can find this one, no matter how you got here today. So check whichever one you normally use. Um, and any feedback would be welcome because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing even though I've been doing this for a while as you will hear if you've heard this before you know I don't know what the fuck I'm doing if this first time you're going to find out real quick I don't know what the fuck I'm doing so enjoy that so today is about busted bones I've had a few curiously most on the left side of my body and I don't know if that is Normal for right-handed people that you break the left side bones? Don't know. Don't care. All I cared about when it happened is that they hurt a lot. Um, now, the first broken bone that I ever heard was not my own. Here in Allentown, there's a park called Cedar Beach, and they have sand volleyball pits there, I guess they're called. So, place I used to work downtown, we would go there. We had a regular game down there and um this guy next to me one time he did the typical overweight white boy jump and didn't go any higher but he went slightly to the left and um i said did you break your ankle as he lay writhing in the sand and he said yes and i went hmm because i didn't really like the guy so that wasn't bad news as far as i was concerned he didn't seem too thrilled with it so that was the first time i heard a broken bone um, also at Cedar Beach, we were down there and uh, we heard what sounded like every siren in the entire Lehigh Valley here for, God, like an hour. And what had happened was some idiot with a bulldozer or, and or backhoe clipped a large gas pipe at an old folks home and um, promptly ran. But that caused the evacuation of the old folks' home, so we got to hear all that going on. There was also a couple knuckleheads. You know you can just watch people doing anything, even if you don't know anything about their job, but you can watch them and you know they're incompetent? Well, at the Mini Mansion, the house I used to have downtown Allentown, I was watching some gentleman across the street from my domain. What would you call it? Domain? Yeah, my domain. Um, And they were doing just that kind of work with, again, a backhoe and some shovels and tearing up a sidewalk. And um, when I went back inside and then I heard this weird hissing noise and looked around my house and it wasn't in my house, so I poked my head out the upstairs window and noticed the backhoe was there. The hissing noise was loud across the street and there was a cop standing outside my door 
So I went outside my door and said, was that those idiots over there? Did they hit a gas main? And he said, yes. So that was a little tangent there. Gas, gas leaks I have known. Oh, when I was a kid, there was a, a big one. I think it was an 8-inch that blew in my hometown. And my father, who was always up for adventure, we went out and tried to find it. And we drove and drove and drove. We got closer and closer, but we were, it, was not, it was never as close as we thought it was. It was miles and miles away. And uh, God, I've forgotten about that one. It's one of those things you see flames in the sky and you see the, the clouds, the underbelly of the clouds turning orange and flickering. And you think, wow, that's like two blocks away. No, that's like 10 blocks away. Nope, that's like a mile away. Nope, that's like five miles away. Yes. Um, so let's get to my broken bones. Uh, the first one. Uh, there's, there was this thing that my brother and I would do. And Fireman Bob remembers it. And I also alluded to it. And I think it was random stupid dude shit. And I actually, while we were doing this, I hit my grandmother in the head with an errant tennis shoe toss. Aim, I was aiming for my brother in a blind shot. And I thought I was, I thought I had the Hail Mary. I was going to clock him with my um, Chuck Taylor. But instead I hit my grandmother in the back of the head. Yeah, I know it's not funny. Yeah, kind of is. So anyway, we had this thing we would do. And it was, you could only do it during a commercial break. And from what I remember, it wasn't any specific commercial break. So you, we would sit on the couch in the basement where the TV was. And at a commercial break where you thought the other one wasn't paying attention, you would bolt and head for the stairs. And we uh, it was full contact. So, you know, we'd clamor and push each other and kick each other and stuff like that. To go upstairs and to go upstairs and do what? <laughs> I'll be fucked if I remember. Um, so the one time, yeah, I hit my grandmother in the head with a shoe. So obviously doing this was a great idea because it worked out well a couple times. Uh, another time, and it was actually the same chair that my grandmother was sitting in. I got a little too close to that chair. And with my left foot, my little uh, pinky toe, I hit The, the little caster on the bottom of that chair instead of a legged head casters. It was a piece of shit chair, but anyway. Hit the caster and yeah, heard that and crumbled and rolled and screamed, my toe is broken, my toe is broken. Yeah, and um, my brother expressed dubiousness at that, but yeah, it was. I even tried to, before I went to the doctor, which was, I think, the next day or something. I tried to like put it back where it belonged. <laughs> it turned out that it was uh, it wasn't compound. It didn't pop through the skin, but yeah, it was pretty well crunched up. So that was the first of my broken bones. Uh, the second one was not diagnosed, but I know what it was, and it was a mountain biking accident. And when I moved out here from the Midwest, I got into mountain biking because out there, there really are no mountains. So I got to where I wasn't real good, but I wasn't real bad. I could ride uh, some of the trails here. They're extremely rocky and narrow. And I got to where I could do, I could do fairly well on those. But then 
um, I got away from it because I started road riding, doing organized rides up to 100 miles in a day and that kind of thing. But uh, there was another time. I didn't break anything, but I was out with Richie fucking Rich, and we crossed a log over... Well, actually, I went first, and you crossed a log over a stream bed, and then you would turn left onto a very narrow trail. So I crossed over, pulled off to the left on the ledge, and put my left foot down to watch Richie fucking Rich come over, because usually that was funny, because he would fall a lot. And instead of him falling, when I put my foot down, there was nothing there, because I was on, as I said, a little ledge. So my left foot went down, um, my eyebrows, I'm sure, went up, and down I went. And uh, the bike took its time. I fell into the stream bread, hit my shin, and punched a hole in it. And the bike waited up top. I mean, I actually got to the bottom, I had time to look up, and then the bike went, all right, I'm coming down now, like an elbow drop in wrestling, and landed on top of me. Just to add insult to the insult to the injury. Um, I pulled out a sanitary wipe, an alcohol wipe, and tucked it up on the puncture and pulled my tie down over it. Let me continue riding. So that wasn't a break. But uh, like I said, I got into road riding. I lost my mountain biking skills, completely different way of riding. And someone I used to ride with all the time, we got together, and his skills were much better than they used to be, and mine were much worse. They degraded quite a fucking bit. So we went to this place that I knew very, very well. And you go along, and you're above a highway. And again, riding a ledge, and then you go over a rock, and you have about a foot and a half drop, and then you drop into basically a gully, a rock-strewn gully. And um, that wasn't on the top of my game, because I haven't done it in a while. And I heard, chink, 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 behind me, his chain bouncing up and down, which I had never heard, because he was never even close to me. And I went, uh, fuck this. I am not going to let this guy catch me. So, released the brake. I was using the front brake only. Released the front brake. Went and lost control. The back end bounced up. Threw me off. I did an endo and a flip. Um, I went to the left. Landed. And did, like I said, I flipped. I did a, a land on my right. Landed on my right back. And the bike went about 10 feet farther. So the bike knew what it was doing. Apparently I was the problem. Uh, wind was knocked out of me, which hadn't happened since I was a kid. And that whole <gasps> <gasps> nothing going on. Kind of panicky, kind of fun. Um, got up, retrieved the bike, felt an intense pain in one of my ribs. And uh, I think the guy's name was Kevin. He goes, what are we going to do? I said, well, we're going to go back up because I'm going to finish this thing and not be a pussy. So I went back up, came down with, uh, did it with much more care, let's put it that way, and managed to get through it unscathed. But yeah, I, I had cracked a rib. I didn't bother going in for any medical diagnosis because it was obvious. Man, I tell you what, you crack a rib laughing isn't funny. Sneezing is, is terrifying. What you have to do is, 
I would put my right elbow against my right rib cage and then take my left hand and hold my head still and then try to sneeze as gently as possible because man, it could be spectacular. Now the next one that happened was work-related. But don't tell anybody. I was drinking beforehand. What I would do occasionally, I'd get my buddies together before work because we worked in the second shift at the Bethlehem Brew Works. And I had woodchuck cider on tap at my house. And we would have the woodchuck cider pregame show. And we'd watch, uh, watch videos. So get cocked up. So we had the Woodchuck Cider pregame show, went to work. And as will happen when one is imbibing, especially um, a frothy libration like beer or cider, you need to piss. But I was also getting busy, so I was in a hurry. So I went, and what you do in the kitchen, I was an expediter. I was the tighter, whiter expediter. And I would have to go down the line to the right, take a left, take a left, go in the office, and that's where the bathroom was. And also in the office, was a giant mixer, which I didn't realize had been moved about six inches to the left, which would have been in my way. So when I hit that, down I went. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, I really heard that one because <laughs> that was my left kneecap snapping in two, which I didn't know at the time because I thought, man, that was my knee. But you always hear about knee injuries and getting kneecapped and all that and how extremely painful it is. Eh, it wasn't so much. Um, at first. But I'll tell you what. Uh, I worked the rest of that shift, which would have been another seven hours. I went in the next day and worked that shift. And by then, motherfucker. Yeah, it was, it was unbearable. So, told him I, I just, you know, I gotta go, gotta go to the doctor. Workers comp. Yeah, I know, shouldn't have been because I was fucked up, but whatever. A lot of us that work there, a lot of the time we're fucked up on various substances or multiple combinations thereof. Now the last one is also a biking accident. And this happened uh, like four or five years ago. It's hard to keep track. You know, time flies. Oh, God, isn't it crazy? Especially this year, the year of our COVID 2020. The year where I've done the absolute least in decades in the year that's gone by absolute fastest. Weird. So if you take, this is called the Dalmac. It's the um, something ride from Lansing to Michigan. So this is a ride, obviously, in Michigan. If you take your right hand, palm towards you, and you look where the fatty part comes together towards below the base of the thumb, that's Lansing. And if you follow in a straight line right up your middle finger, or up the fucky finger, that's where Mackinac is. So it was a ride, and it had been going on, it's been going on since the 70s. Uh, probably the early 70s. I knew about it when I was, I believe, in high school. And I finally had the time and the uh, physical ability to do it. So I decided to do it. So it was four days. 
300 and something miles, 50, 60, 70, something like that. There is also a four-century option, which is four days and uh, 100 miles each day. There is also, you could veer like towards your pinky a bit and do it in five days and, and do it some extra miles. I just took the four-day straight shot. Um, coming from here in eastern Pennsylvania, far eastern Pennsylvania, where it's mountainous, and going back there where it's anything but, it was just boring, super fucking boring for the first two days. Just I, basically all you did was ride in a straight line endlessly. No up, no down, no left, no right. It was just a straight fucking line. People were super nice. Day one, I actually got stung right in the fucking face doing about 20, 25 miles an hour by, um, it wasn't a bee, it was something with a lot more pump than that, either a wasp or a hornet, and it exploded right about on my uh, chin on the right side, and there was nothing left but the ass of it, and that was all it blew it. So I just, I got the whole load from the stinger pumped in one shot into my face, and the result was, I looked like I had some terrifying <laughs> well, it was a, it was a terrifying facial grotesquerie, but it, people didn't know that it wasn't permanent. So <laughs> I would get these like horrified yet sympathetic looks wherever I stopped. Once the thing blew up, I could actually I was watching my shadow, and I would wiggle my face because I had to loosen the, the chin strap on my helmet because it, it hurt too bad because it was so blown up. And I would wiggle my face, and I could see it on my shadow flopping around. Uh, at one point, I went into a store to get some Benadryl, and they didn't have any. And uh, this is, you're kind of riding, it's not nowhere, but man, there's not much, there's not much there. So I said, all right, thanks anyway, and went out, and some lady came running out, and she said, I've got Benadryl. I went, oh, so she had, uh, she had some in her car, so that was great, and she gave me like three, three, four doses, which got the swelling to go down, which was nice because although I did enjoy being a horrific freak more than I usually am, it was getting a little old. It really was. So day one, day two, straight line shot. Boring, boring, boring. Day three, I had stopped at the halfway point and they had um, food and they had food you could buy, like extra goodie stuff. And I got some of the extra goodie stuff, so I was pretty happy. And then it started to roll a little bit. Like um, you're getting into what used to be ancient dunes up there, I think. In the northern, the northern third, northern quarter at that point of the state. Probably northern third. I guess you don't really fucking care, because I don't care enough to even know. But here's the deal. It quit getting boring. It started going up and down. So at one point, I had come downhill, which was fun just in itself, rather than just endlessly fucking pumping on the pedals to go anywhere. So I came downhill, and um, I checked this later with my bike computer because it tracks, it was tracking everywhere I went, and you could pull that up on your home screen computer and see what your rate of speed was and all that. I was doing almost 20 miles an hour. I went off the edge of the road, 
because I was looking off to the left. And that's no big deal, ordinarily. Um, happens. So I went off the road. There was no shoulder. There was a little paved shoulder, but then beyond that was just sand. So I went in the sand, and I went, and I went, wow, that's a pretty big drop off that tarmac. So I got to get back over there, which wasn't, you know, I can bunny hop a bike, which means you just pull it up straight up in the air, and I can do that. I even did it outside Madison Square Garden one time, jumping a fire hose. What do you think of that? And that was on my road bike. Um, so I wasn't real concerned about it. But what I did, and this is all happening in a second, what I did was turn the wheel to get back up on the road and look down and notice that not only was my tire down in the sand, but my wheel up to the spokes was in the sand. And then I was flying through the air. Because what happens as they told me later, which would have been good to know before it happened, was when you go into sand, you just run it, you run it out. You just keep going straight until you slow down. Because what happens when you turn the wheel, the sand says, nope, fuck you, you're not going anywhere. Well, the bike's not going anywhere, but I certainly went somewhere. So I was clipped in. Not with the toe clips. Those are the most dangerous fucking ways to ride ever invented. But the other ones that snap on because they just pop out at a certain amount of pressure. So I popped out. I'm flying through the air. And I had time in my air time to be upset that I was going to wreck. Be embarrassed that I was going to wreck. And to think about the fact that I was in the air for a long, long time. I'd never flown so far. And then I hit. And then I flipped over. And then my helmet hit the ground. And I was sure I split the helmet. And I was... The bike stayed, I flew. So unlike the other time where I stayed pretty much when I did the endo and broke my rib and the bike just kept rolling. The bike stopped. I kept going. And, um, yeah, I'd flipped. I hit. When it snapped, I didn't know what it was. I didn't know if it... it I couldn't tell if it was in my... like my back, my shoulder. I thought it was my shoulder. And um, I got up and my bike jersey pockets were full of gravel. My phone was all graveled up. Uh, a couple of guys came up that were riding behind me, and they asked if I was okay. I said, uh, I have no fucking idea. Because when you crash, the adrenaline's slamming, and um, you know anything could have happened, and you'll have no fucking idea. I said, I don't know, but it looked cool, didn't it? And one guy goes, oh, my God, yeah. He goes, you flew, and the bike flew? Um and he did it with motions with his hands that made it look like it was just awesome. And he said, I wish he had video. I'm like, yeah, fuck me too. So I'm coming out of this with, a, you know, a crash. Would have been nice to have some, something to show for it. Other than, I'll get to that. So uh, we tried to fix the bike. What had happened is the chain jammed. 
when the bike it did flip and then kind of slammed and what it did was it jammed the chain down between the frame um, we tried to get that out and then there's what's called a sag wagon and if you crash out or you just feel like quitting this thing will pick you up and take you to camp so the sag wagon came we couldn't get the bike fixed so signaled him to come over um, and he goes what happened I go crashed change jammed um, get that pulled out you know going to camp they have uh, mechanical volunteers that'll fix that kind of shit so I went to put the bike on the back of the van and I don't think I screamed but I probably screamed it really really fucking hurt uh, and the guy said broken collarbone and I went never had one but I think I have one now man that that Mm, I've had some pretty intense pain, um, which I plan on talking about in another podcast. But that really was something special. So it took me back to uh, camp. No, what they do? They kept the bike. They took me to the hospital, and uh, ended up talking to the doctor. He was cool. We had a nice little chat. At one point, I was talking like I do, which means I said fucking shit and stuff, and I went, oops, sorry. And he went, oh, it's okay. And he pulled the curtain closed a little more. That was all separating us from <laughs> the rest of the uh, ward there. So, I mean, if he had a if he had a magical anti-obscenity curtain, good for him. So they took x-rays. They gave me a, a brace to put on my arm that made it hurt absolutely way more intensely than it did without and took x-rays and sent me on my way with the x-rays back to camp talked to people i called for my ride new mom came got me bless her heart all the way from middle of the bitten i forget how many hours away it was and came and got me when i was sitting there with my uh, arm in the sling people are saying what'd you do break your collarbone yep oh i broke both of them oh my son broke it oh my wife broke hers like if you're gonna ride a bike for any, on the road, for any long periods of time, I mean years, not, you know, 60, 70 miles in a day, but you might as well just take a hammer at some point, smash your collarbone, get it over with, so you know what's coming. It's uh, pretty good. So mine is broken, well, it was broken, into three separate pieces. Um, if you look at me, it's my left collarbone, so you're looking from the right. You'll see it goes out and then down and back a little bit and then back over again to the right. So it healed up nicely. I started my own therapy because all he did at the osteopath was keep taking x-rays and say, how's your range of motion? And I go, it's okay, and that kind of shit. So that was a total waste. It was an insurance scam. I did not wear the brace ever, really. Um... It was too painful. I drove back from Michigan in my manual car, stick shift. Luckily, it was my left arm. It took 12 hours instead of 10, and took some doing, but got back home uh, here to Pennsylvania. And that's it. That's the Broken Bones saga. If you got any, let me know about them. Uh, thanks to Connie Whitebread, who listens to all these Thanks to Babas who listens to all these. Thanks to uh, Jeannie Creaney, 
Jeannie the Creaney, who's back in the fold after an absence, clocked off like 14 of them a couple days ago. Thanks for coming back. Thanks for listening. Any feedback's appreciated. If there is a platform that you can't get this on, let me know. And I'll get it worked out there. But um, it's pretty much everywhere. And if you want to get a hold of me, just go to Facebook, Living Large and Hard. Drop me a message there. Or you can do it through SoundCloud. Um, you can go to Living Large and Hard on Instagram. You can do it there. I really don't care. I don't. I would like to hear from you, though. Why? Because I deeply, deeply care what you think. Anyway, from high above Route 309 here in Allentown, Pennsylvania, at the Skybox, let's listen to some traffic.